Hello again, and welcome to the OWR Games Podcast, our games podcast. Uh, my name is Paul Smith, and I'm here with Rodrigo Carvalho. Hey, how you guys doing? This is Rodrigo Carvalho, and visit ourgames.com, OWRgames.com, one word, review, games.com. Alright, well, yeah, we're here this week again to uh, talk a little bit about games, what's going on in the industry, what we've been playing, stuff like that. Um, let's see, uh, Rodrigo, why don't we start with you? What you been, what you been playing, man? Actually, man, like, I thought I was going to be playing Assassin's Creed. That didn't end it well. I've been working, and, uh, well, I started playing it a little bit, but, man, you know what the thing that's tedious and this is what i said in the last podcast that i would talk to you guys about like playing assassin's creed 4 is that it's just a lot of traveling and that damn fucking shit man it's, oh, just, for real? it's too much man it just feels so like it's, did you ever play wind waker no i played a little bit of it but it just feels tedious yeah there's just like there was oh, a lot of boat man, traveling in wind waker i gotta go here and then it's like that's like 20 minutes i gotta travel from this island to this other island, yeah. And to me, it's like that gets honestly very tiring and very, very tedious. Yeah. And it's like an hour. I'll say go. I'll go ahead and complete maybe one or two missions, and then you know what? Well, I gotta go to sleep. I gotta be responsible about other things. Yeah. That that's pretty much it. What what's been my main goal is just getting my uh, uh, PlayStation Plus renewed. Yeah. And I got it, and I can't wait to play Brothers, A Tale of Two Brothers, or yeah, what's yeah. it called, and I, that's what I'm really most excited yeah, about. Yeah, the Giant Bomb crew was really geeked about Brothers. What have you played, Paul? Um, I actually picked up a copy of Luigi's Mansion Nice from a guy on Craigslist. I <laughs> uh, got it for 25 bucks, and so I've been playing 25 bucks? That's still expensive. Yeah, but you can't find Luigi's Mansion anywhere. And the only other copy I ever found was, like, for, like, 30, 30 or 40 bucks at uh, uh, Gamers. And really? uh, it didn't even have the instructions or nothing. You know what that reminds me of? Is that that reminds me of when I first got my first GameCube. But if you guys don't know, Luigi's Mansion was a launch title. Yep. And that's the first game that I got. Yeah. And I thought, like, the graphics were amazing, man. Oh, yeah. Like, they were just... I was stunned because, to me, it was the first well, that time... Game, that game has progressive scan mode. What is that? That means it plays in, like, high definition. Because, like, it asked me at the beginning of the game, it's like, do you want to start in progressive scan mode? I think I... I don't know if I remember that. But, yeah, I, I remember looking at the graphics well, and I was like... Definition. It's E-D-E-D-E-R. No, it was the the blue wire and the green wire, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. And uh, that actually game was the first time I was like, wow, it looks like kind of like Pixar-ish yeah. graphics. But I was kind of actually blown away. And I, I really loved it. I yeah. really did like uh, Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, it's been pretty endearing. Um, like the Professor E. Gad. Like he's so funny, like he the 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 little scientist dude. Yeah, see, you've been playing it, dude. Oh man, I, uh, he is so I, funny. I can't go back. I've played yeah. so many games. Yeah, he's so funny. Like and like he doesn't speak in like English. Some of the words he uses might be Japanese, but like he just says like like. Like all Nintendo games, there's no voice acting, but like he's got kind of like a little simlish kind of thing where he's like, ooh, ah, ee, ee, 
Oh, right. <laughs> or something like that. Hey, you know what? That, that brings me to a good topic. It's like, why don't... I don't know. There's something about Nintendo games like Metroid, Zelda, Mario. None of them have ever had a voice. Well, this is a good segue into talking about what uh, Nintendo has been going through in the last week. Um, yeah, you're right. Nintendo's first party games don't usually have. And actually, dude, that, me saying that that was off topic because it's like. I just remember that, like, you were just saying that exactly right now about, like, oh, the Iwi, Awi, and I'm like, hey, you know what, that's one thing, I love that, though, I love reading, but then I remember getting, like, when other modern games, like, when Metal Gear Solid uh, 1 came out, that completely, like, I don't know, changed things for me. Like narrative, speech, and all that. Uh, Other else in there, I remember every other game was, like, you gotta read this. You gotta read that. Read yeah. that. Like I'm not saying it's nothing bad. To me, I loved it. But there's there's this uh, there's this feeling about us like when somebody else is speaking because you're like, oh wait, that's the character voice, or is that the character's voice that I imagine? Yeah. Well, and like, I think that just as much as that is an artistic uh, preference mm-hmm. to move forward. And to have much more cinematic type experiences yeah. with vo- voice actors, and now in the modern era, having uh, uh, physical actors do the motions in the games and having their faces like put in the games, like in Beyond with uh, Willem Dafoe and uh, uh, what's the Ellen Page? Yeah, Ellen Page. Um, you know, I think that's a stylistic choice that uh, a lot of people are taking moving forward. Yeah, you're right, but. I think that Nintendo games are much more in a, like, a fantasy land that I think Nintendo wants to keep much more simple. Um, One thing that... That's a really good point. One thing that a lot of people don't know is that a lot of characters in Japan, like, Japan is filled with characters. You know, everybody knows, like, Hello Kitty, uh, the... uh, character of my prefecture that I lived in, Kumamoto. His name is Kumamon, and he's like a big black bear, and uh, uh, he's just a really funny character. And Japan is filled with these characters, but the thing is, is that in Japan, the people in those costumes are not allowed to speak, because they don't want the kids to have an image of how this character speaks. Actually, that makes perfect sense. And I think that is probably a cultural perspective that a lot of people wouldn't understand, and maybe that's probably part of why Nintendo characters are that way. They don't want America's Mario voice to become the Mario voice. They don't want that English language. And so they give Mario... Little quips and stuff like that. It's like, me, Mario. And even I don't even know if he's ever said it's a me, Mario, in a game. Like yeah. I think, I no, think that's just you, prob- you might be right. That's probably yeah, from like right. TV, like the cartoons or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I don't think in the I don't think game. Nintendo wants their characters to have a certain voice. And you look into that Luigi's Mansion game. You know, that Professor E. Gad, once again, he's just talking in kind of strange gibberish. 
I think partly because of that fact. And you know what? Uh, I think you guys, Paul makes a perfect point because it is like how he says, fantasy, man. Like it's it's kind of like the way that just Paul explained it. I think of it as like kind of like a book. Yeah. Because like when you read it, you're it's your own imagination, your own voices, the what you want to make up about it uh, or make up of how the character's tone of voice, everything, density, all of that stuff. And I I really do think that Nintendo does try to go that way because like how you said in the city that you know, hey, you know, if I put if I put my own voice or if we put a voice to this character, it kind of diminishes the character in a way. Yeah. You know, like big time. Because then I'll be like, wait a second. Well, I didn't see him sounding like this. How many people can say that? You know, it'd be a ton of people. Because yeah. to a lot of people, it's just different imaginations. Yeah, exactly. But I got to admit, that's a brilliant way to do things. Yeah. Because you give the audience the imagination. Hey, it can be whatever you guys Exactly. want to imagine yeah but then again I, I can admit okay at least 70% of that is brilliant mm-hmm. but then there's that 30% where it's like ah you know you wish they spoke because I feel like as a gamer that I feel like if they were to speak to me or they were to speak I'd kind of get more interaction out of it it yeah. wouldn't be all my imagination I'd get more like I guess now I don't know about immerse, but then in a way it could be immerse. But like, I don't know. What do you think about that? I think I think this is uh, really segueing into um, talking about what happened this past week about the news coming out about Nintendo's supposed um, use of the word um, interest in mergers and acquisitions. now, I was reading a piece at Kotaku written by Brian Ashcraft, and uh, he knows Japanese, he lives in Japan, and uh, he translated the original statement and said that um, the, the language that was used um, technically means that they will not rule out mergers and acquisitions, but... Mergers and acquisitions, he uses the characters GAPE, uh, merging and consolidating, and A refers to buy, what is it? Baishu, or buying and purchasing. And so, like, the, the, the way that, that, that uh, mergers and acquisitions, I think, is a little bit different in the in the Japanese than it is than it was translated into English. Then he he also says that later in the article, Nintendo's president won't rule out the mergers and acquisitions of the character business. Now this is very important. He said that he won't rule out the mergers and acquisitions of the character business. Now what this means is just letting other companies use your characters however they want. Now, this could be something as small as making a glass, like Rodrigo's Captain America glass right here. Or it could be something like letting Sega borrow your characters. You mean like selling the rights? Yeah. Or not even selling the rights, allowing others to to use those rights. 
to whatever like means they want. Exactly. Okay, or not gotcha. whatever means they want. I'm sure Nintendo will probably still have. Well, it, see, the thing about the acquisition that I got, and then now that you explain it more, yeah. Um, to me, automatically, as like just you know a fan gamer, yeah. like just a fabid gamer, that to me, I looked at this, and to me, I'm like. Oh my god, I cannot fucking wait to play a Zelda game on PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4. Boom, bring it, whatever. But a lot of its taste, it will be lost because you will not be playing on a Nintendo system. Those are the main core franchises. Those are the big daddies. I mean, look, you guys, you guys might love Uncharted. You guys might love Last of Us, Metal Gear Solid. When it comes down to the nitty gritty of it, I love all those franchises. Some of those are my favorite franchises of all time. But when it comes to Nintendo, man, eh, it's like Mario, Zelda, Metroid, those are epic titles. I'm talking about those are things that will actually, if you put one of those in one system, like say, for example, you get Metroid exclusively on PlayStation 4. You're probably going to get 4 million PlayStations sold just because of that game. I don't think that many. Oh, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, if dude. you start putting Are you t- Nintendo no characters, oh. I don't think Metroid is going to sell that many. You know games. how much it sold in Wii? Or in GameCube? It did sell that much. Oh, it sold quite a bit in GameCube. No, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. If you put it exclusively... Dude, like that Metroid and Zelda, Zelda, just Zelda alone. Yeah, you put Zelda on a, PlayStation se- on a PlayStation system. Yeah, that would sell. I guess. I guess what I'm saying is like Mario, Metroid, Zelda. To me, those are system sellers. I honestly will buy yeah. a system alone just to play them. I definitely Zelda. understand what you're saying, but I think the larger idea that you have. Verbalized is the same thing that Sony said earlier in the week when Sony said that if Nintendo was to go out of the industry, that they would that the industry would be worse off for it. Yeah, and I think I, I think that is Sony's that. that is very much Sony's position because if Nintendo were ever to go out of the the industry, I think Sony would be the one picking them up. I, I don't know because I just don't see a Japanese. You, you don't really see that because it's Japan, Japan. Yeah, really. I think I, I think if so. if Nintendo was ever going to allow themselves to be sold out to another company, they would only allow. Dude, them. honestly, I think you've got to understand know. that Nintendo is a very old, very yeah. Japanese company. Yeah, no, and I understand that yeah. plain and clearly, but to. Give Sony. I mean, I understand when it was uh, when it was the construction. I, I still don't think you it's know this about you all. know this right. When it was the construction about the the Nintendo sixty four, you know that it was supposed to be about or well, PlayStation one. Sony and Nintendo had a deal. Yeah, they were gonna the they were gonna merge. The the Super Nintendo was supposed to come out with a disc CD. drive. Yep, and Sony and was Sony gonna be the partner. Was gonna make it. Yes. Yeah, but then you know what? I guess they had their differences, and they said, "No, nah, fuck you, fuck you," and that was it. Yeah. But like, when and then I, the Nintendo sixty four came out because Nintendo was going to well, see the, the cards. Yeah, exactly. Yup. Exactly. But then PlayStation came out, and they said, "Fuck it, we're gonna, we're still going with discs, mother." Hey, I'll be honest to you guys. Uh, I love everything CDs, but to be in my heart, I wish they would have kept everything cartridge. 
Yeah. I, I don't know why I love cartridges. I just remember, you know, when being nostalgic and all. You know, blowing on that Nintendo fucking game is like... Yeah. It's just like, slide it in. Oh, it's going to work. Or it's going to... Or when you do that little tap on, inside of the Nintendo, like... Yeah. Like, you think that's really going to matter? Yeah. You know, when you, like, go, like, all right, I put it in the right way, and it just... And then it turns on. Yeah. Um... But that Nintendo act, that Nintendo act, that's just, I don't know, man, that came to me, like, I read that, and it was funny, because you were the one that mentioned that last weekend, and I didn't really think, like, it was, all of a sudden, like, it was, like, during Monday, and I read something, I don't know if it was Monday or Tuesday, and I read something like that, and I was like, are you kidding me, like, dude, is it really gonna happen? No, I don't think, I think so. I really don't think so. I think it's just another case of American media, American video game Media. Media. Yeah, you're right. Um, just getting, like, getting their fanboy out. Like, and, uh, yeah, I think that they're, they're just getting their fanboy out, and that's why, uh, there's been so much news, I think, is that I think everybody really wants to believe this. I think they yeah. want to believe, oh, fuck, Nintendo can't handle it anymore. They're going to sell out. They've already made up that story in their minds. Like I've heard that in a lot of blogs. Yeah. I, I think people are already set on it. Just like they were always set on the Wii failing, just like they were always set on the Wii U failing, just like they were always set on the 3DS failing. But... I mean, Nintendo's had two bad quarters. They've had three three bad quarters. I don't know. But in the whole time of their company, in one year, they've had a bad year. I mean, I don't... Uh, I think... Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that could happen. I think they could trudge on and they could say, hell, we just had another bad year. Or I think they could just throw in the cards because we're living in a world where business is completely different than it ever has been before. Well, what I think on that opinion is that I think it's just like, not your opinion, but I think about the whole Nintendo going down, it's complete bullshit. Nah. You know what? I Play- know. Hey, I, I, the, the, the thing that I can say is PlayStation 3, right after that, Sony could have gone down. That's yeah. it. Uh, to tell you the truth, is Nintendo's been around since, what, 80-something? I, I don't even know, really. And PlayStation 3 wasn't as big of a failure as everybody No, I understand that. I know, like, what, like it, yeah. you know, at the beginning, you know? It, at the beginning. Everybody course, wanted yeah. them to crash. I was like, nope, they're going to end up selling the rights. And isn't it? It's like, if you really think that about Sony, which started way late in the game... And then you look at a Nintendo when well, it was like NES, you know, and it was like, are you really kidding me? You really don't think that Nintendo has all this stuff to back up. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Nintendo fell with the GameCube. That was their number one failure. Nintendo 64 was amazing. The GameCube wasn't even a failure. I don't think so. Always, no, I don't think so, but it was, it was because of third uh, publishers. Yeah, I mean, that's always been their yeah, problem. That's exactly. Party. I mean, you know, ever since the 64, third party. We was booming. We was awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, we you was know huge. what? I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be a hater. And, hey, you know what? It was huge, but it wasn't my cup of tea. That's it. It was. And more, that's the thing. It was trying to broaden the horizon. That's the biggest thing, is that 
Nintendo has ceased to be about the hardcore gamer. Yep. And they haven't been about the hardcore gamer for a long time. That's where they lost me. And the hardcore gamers can't get over that. Like, they can't, they can't that. understand yeah. that, hey, that's fine. Go out and be a predominant uh, PlayStation 3 player. Go out and be a predominant uh, Xbox player. We know you're going to come back, and you're going to come back and play Mario well, we when you want to play Mario. Yeah, that's true. Like, maybe, maybe yeah, we never, we never uh, happened for you. But I guarantee you, if Mar- if Nintendo is still around as a first-party console maker by the time that you have kids, I guarantee that you're going to buy a... Nintendo to give to your kids That's and true. say, "Hey, yep. this is what I used to play. Get started. These on are these. these are good games, and you'll play it with them, and you'll be like, oh my god, these are still good games.' You know what? That actually, and that's what? that's that's Nintendo's story since the beginning. You saying that actually, right now, I realize that you know what Nintendo is that it, Nintendo never changed. They're Disney. No. They're always there. No, that's They're what I'm saying. Like, like to me, my thing is. Nintendo never changed. Is us gamers changed? Yeah. We got more mature. Nintendo's always been about that thing. Actually, it's just exactly how you say it. it's like, hey, they've always been, you know what I mean, like kid friendly. They've always been knowing that. We're the ones that actually grew up. We want more adult themes, and we're expecting that from Nintendo. But Nintendo's been doing right. Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo. And we like, expected that. They've, they've been trying to keep that yeah, same that style, that same image. Yeah. But I think Reggie, Reggie Fizeme's beginning at Nintendo, I think Mark, the beginning of yeah, right. Nintendo saying, hey, we also need to pay attention to the hardcore gamer. The problem is, is that... Before there was no it's hardcore been, it's been disingenuous. It's been disingenuous, or it's not been full-hearted. But what do you mean? Define that word. Disingenuous means like, like, uh, like it, it's not genuine. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not genuine. Exactly, not genuine. Disingenuous. Yeah, not genuine. And so, like, I think like. They come out there and they do some good things, like the Wii. The Wii had a bunch of good games on it that were adult-oriented games. There was Mad World, yeah, a great adult-oriented game. Like had a great art style. It was awesome, but not that many bought it. Here, here, not that, not that many people. You can count your five fingers. They had um, House of the Dead Overkill, another Sega published game. Yeah. I believe Mad World was Sega published. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. But, um, yeah, House of the Dead Overkill. A House of the Dead game, so it's just kind of dumb fun. But the Wii is a perfect controller for that kind of game. And it had a stupid, adult-oriented game, like, story. And so... But the problem is, is that those aren't Nintendo games. And Nintendo's still making those same family-friendly stable of games, and they're not really broadening out to make more adult-oriented games themselves. Because that's the thing, is that Nintendo public or Nintendo developers 
they, they make great games. People love Mario because it's a great game. Has great gameplay. Has a, a fun story. I don't. I mean, it's not ever that interesting. The gameplay is just amazing. But I think what people want is I think they want those geniuses that make those genius games. They want them to make a Gears of War. They want them to make something that appeals to them, but I just don't think Nintendo's, Dude, I get admit, Nintendo's like, not doing it. I can admit, like, something that you should say right now, yeah. or a little bit back on uh, track, like, something you should say right now, like, I wasn't even thinking of, like, saying it, like, here on the podcast or anything like that, but, like, you just saying that, I kind of, like, just had that fucking realization of just, like, oh, man, you know, you're totally right, dude. Yeah. Like... Man, we had these expectations of Nintendo so bad because that's what we grew up with that automatically we're like, well, um, where's the Last of Us games? Where's uh, Arkham City games? We're like, dude, we got spoiled. That's it. We were spoiled when we were little with those awesome Zelda and all that stuff. (laughs) Well, we forgot, it's like, hey, you know, we grew up. You know, and of course, when you grew up, you grew up with adult themes. Yeah. And we're trying to put this, uh, you know, th- this company saying, well, why are you not putting adult themes? Well, look at it. Like, look at the big picture in that, hey, you know what? This company wasn't making those games just for you while you grew up. This company was aiming at a target audience. That's it. And that's why they kind of rule. Well, Nintendo's. They've always marched by the beat of their own drummer, and that's a really good in point. Some, in yeah. some ways, it's killed them because, like, you look back at the Nintendo sixty four going up against the PlayStation, and Nintendo was like, "Fuck it, we're gonna stay with cartridges." Nintendo sixty four is better than PlayStation, just my opinion. Yeah, that's debatable. But really? they said that they hey they, they they said that they're gonna stick with cartridges. Fuck, are you out of time? And uh, they said they're going to stick with cartridges and, like, at the detriment of a lot of other, at the detriment of a lot of the companies, they, they, they lost out on a lot of good games. Like, all of the original uh, uh, Resident Evil games, they came out on discs because you could put video on it and stuff like that. You know? Like... That kind of stuff was so important, like putting video on games. People needed that at the time, but the Nintendo 64 couldn't handle that kind of stuff. Oh, that's true. Though. And they you talked about like CGI. Yeah, and they also right. fell behind Cut in price. Things. They fell behind in price because those cartridges were they were the only ones that made them, and so that they were super expensive. I mean, a lot of Nintendo 64 games were like seventy bucks. Oh my god, yeah, they were. Yeah. And, like, you're looking at uh, PlayStation games that are, like, 40 or 50 bucks. Like, uh, what What are you going to buy? Wait a second. I just want to ask, when were cartridges $70? Anywhere, man. No, I never paid, like... Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. Well, I'll be honest with you guys. Like, uh, like most... They <laughs> were, like, 50 bucks. Most first-party Nintendo games, 50 bucks. $60. Seventy dollars? I don't know. Oh yeah. Don't wait. Don't wait. Goldeneye, I think, was seventy bucks when it came out. You might worry about that. Was it really? Yeah. And Goldeneye came out in like ninety four, no? Yeah. Ninety five. 
somewhere around there. No, but it wasn't that expensive. Well, I know cartridges were more expensive to uh, mass produce. Yeah. Jackie, what's up? Hi. Say hi to everybody on the podcast. Hi. You don't have any <laughs> yeah. I'll be your listener. Okay. Your first listener. Yeah, nice. All right. Sorry, we want to talk about Doctor Who. Yeah. Hey, we want to talk about Doctor Who, you guys. Uh, yeah. Right here's the yeah. person. Yeah. If, if we ever talk about Doctor Who on this podcast, we're going to invite Jackie to talk with us. I talk about that shit all day. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Yes, you will. All right, so, uh, yeah, I think we, we kind of tackled the Nintendo thing. Um, but you make a really good point, dude. I never really knew that, man. Yeah, I don't know. Like, as soon as you should have said it right now, like, uh, like say, what, 15 minutes ago, man? Like, I never really knew that, that we are fucking spoiled. <laughs> and to be honest, that we expected these expectations from Nintendo that, honestly, Nintendo never said, hey, we're going to give you guys this. Yeah. They never said that. We just expected it as gamers, but we, like, we're just dicks, yeah. I think. We're fucking assholes. Yeah. Gamers are assholes. Okay, let's move on to the next subject, uh, which actually goes in with uh, the other game that I've been playing recently, which is uh, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, I just got back, or got into Metal Gear Solid again, put in Metal Gear Solid Integral for the PlayStation 1. Which is the Japanese version oh, of King nice. of the VR missions. Nice. Uh, but it comes with like full English support. And uh, I'm playing it with uh, the English on this time. I've played it in Japanese once, and like a lot of the. Like, I can understand the story and stuff, but just the kanji for like a lot of the military items, like the missiles and sh- shit like that, is just kind of difficult to understand and especially when they're talking about like human genomes and stuff like that I love that shit oh it's interesting but it's just hard to read that <laughs> but um yeah in the first <laughs> game I made it to Ninja and I've been getting my ass kicked at Ninja right now you mean like uh, Gray Fox uh whoever the Ninja dude is oh, that's Gray Fox still suit Come on. Hey, man, don't be, don't be ruining it all over I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do this all over again. So, like, the easy, like, the easiest part of that whole game is that first What did I say? Did you, did you already meet Otacon? You had to meet Otacon already. If you I did. I, the very first one was the uh, Revolver guy. Revolver Ocelot. And I beat him. Oh, my God, dude. You, you're bringing me back, man. And then, uh, I want to play that so bad now. The next one was... Uh, oh, the tank dude. Uh, Ra- Raven. Yeah. That's one of the best boss fights I've ever experienced in my life. Oh, so, yeah. when, you're, when you're behind the tankers and all that stuff, and you go behind this motherfucker, you just... So, yeah, I beat the tank dude, and, uh, what else? I guess I, yeah, after that, after you beat the tank dude, you go inside, and pretty much... You, you gotta go to the system. next facility. I don't know if you got on that one. No, because I, I haven't beat the ninja dude yet. Well, when no, you don't have to meet the ninja dude, but when you meet Otacon... Otacon is one is in one of these lockers and he's like pissing himself. Oh, for real? He's so scared. It's like one of the middle of the games, 
I, I think that's probably a while. a while. I mean, I'm super like at the beginning <sighs> still. This is my favorite game. One of my favorite yeah. games of all time. So, but you wanted to talk about Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. Well, actually, no. Well, Paul makes a great point about Metal Gear Solid One because of what we were talking about with Nintendo, talking about how. You know when we, you know when back in the video games, you just had to read. That that was it. All you had to do is read. Well, I think Metal Gear Solid Number One was the one that broke all of those boundaries. Okay. It just said, "Fuck you guys, buy this and that. I'm gonna tell my own story. I'm. This is it." Yeah. And it was one of the best experiences I've ever felt on Earth. What do you think? But there, I mean, there was a ton of other games before that on the PlayStation. Really? No. Because Metal Gear Solid came out pretty late in the game. Well, PlayStation I mean, 1. Yeah, it came no, out. No, but it didn't. I don't it think so. It came out like two, two, three years after. No, the because the only other game that I can like, remember was Resident Evil 1. Yeah, Resident Evil. But that was shit compared to uh, Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear for you. No, I don't I mean, know. I think sorry. there's a lot of people that like. Well, no, no, no. Resident Evil One is awesome. I think Resident Evil Two. Well, came you had out. to read. I think Resident Evil Two came out around the same time. Yeah, and you had to read. Yeah, but you got to read it. No, like, the only thing you got was in cutscenes, just like in Fantasy Final Fantasy. Metal Gear Solid One was the first one where it's like. <laughs> With the codec, yeah, and you just hear all this yeah. dialogue. Yeah, there was right. nothing but dialogue and dialogue and dialogue. You know what I mean? It was no cutscenes. Yeah. It's just dialogue, dialogue, dialogue to move the story forward, keep it moving forward. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid One just takes the cake of like I think that was the first revolutionary game that took it to that other medium of hey, you know what? We could tell us another story with. Uh, people talking yeah. narratives yeah. and stuff like that and I just think like man I can't believe you're playing the game really can I borrow it <laughs> uh, I got two copies of it and both of them are Japanese but they're Playstation 1 right yeah well I mean Playstation 1 will work on your Playstation 3 but it's still the Japanese version so no way yeah, you can play PlayStation 1 games on PlayStation. It depends. It depends what kind of PlayStation 3 it is. No. All of them play PlayStation I don't 1 think games. So, no. Yeah. Only certain ones play PlayStation 2. I got the Metal Gear Solid collection. Like, if you see there, like, look yeah. to your right. It's in there. I, you see yeah, it right there? Yeah, it doesn't come with one, though. Uh, the new collection yeah. comes with one. Oh, does it? Yeah, because the new collection, uh, supposedly, I guess Nintendo owned uh, Twin Snakes or something like that. Yeah. And uh, all I'm going to say to you guys is that Twin Snakes, uh, it's all right, but it doesn't have that natural feel that PlayStation 1 has. PlayStation 1 Metal Gear Solid, to me, is the third favorite game of all time. Yeah. That really broke it. Like, uh, 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 pretty much, like, when you started up the game, he's in that fucking submarine, and he's just like, oh, oh yeah, Mr. Campbell. And he shoots off, and, he, like, he's about to, like, you know, like, like just get out of that. And fucking, it's like, oh, there's, like, th- th- that level is just so iconic. It's like, oh, yeah, well, this is the first level, practically. Get to the elevator. Well, that's when the fucking late title card comes. Oh out. my god, dude! Yeah. Like that well, right there I mean, oozes like, me with awesomeness. You can tell just by that first game, but then also like if you follow Kojima on Twitter, like 
all that dude talks about is like books and movies that he's watching or reading. And that dude is such a like story geek. You're right. Like yeah. he loves stories. And like you can tell that by that first movie. And you can tell his interest in movies as oh, well. Definitely. Because that's that first game has such a cinematic feel to it. And I think almost all his games kinda have like a cinematic feel. All from his what games I are fucking yeah. Metal Gear Solid. They're so, like the best I've never played anything but uh, the first Metal Gear. And like the first time I played it I only beat probably I'm probably I'm probably in the same spot I was that first time I played. Well, here you but go. But this time I'm getting through. Right there, buddy. Uh-huh. Right there. Metal Gear Solid Collection. You can borrow it. Yeah. Play it all. Well, play I gotta part that, two. I gotta beat that first one first. <laughs> well, no, beat the first one. Borrow that one. Play number two. Play number three. I don't know what like number two was. Oh yeah, I can't spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil it. <laughs> I'm gonna play through them. So, um, but you you said you wanted to talk about the Metal Gear Ground Zero's length. Yeah, how disappointing that is, huh? I don't Fucking know. Fucking bullshit. Uh, all, all I saw was, like, the uproar that was going on Reddit. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, you yeah, guys... I, I guess don't Kojima be, even, like, yeah. came out with, like, a statement. Did Fucking you see that? Kojima, the biggest troll of video games on Earth. <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> I love Kojima, you guys, and everything, but, man, I'm really angry about this. Like, I'm not going to give you guys some angry shit, but it's just really disappointing. Like, are you telling me that I'm going to pay 40 fucking dollars for a two-hour demo? No way. You got me. You got me. Are you serious? So the game's only supposed to be two hours long? Well, no. And the new Game Informer, they said that, the guy that went through just the story alone, right? He beat it in two hours. And supposedly, this is how it is. is but they, uh, he, said, he said that they don't... Uh, they, 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 said that they don't count, like, the counter. The counter doesn't count the... Um, the cutscenes? The cutscenes. We're talking about Metal Gear Solid, people. So, <laughs> it's like, come on. So, like, I, Two hours is bullshit still. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's bullshit, man. Like, we're talking about... I, I even know... I'm not even going to, like, try to, like, defend Metal Gear Solid about, oh, man, all of these cutscenes. And I love that. Yeah, I personally... I love it. I love the cutscenes. Like, Metal Gear Solid is kind of like a movie. Like, one of the biggest movies. So, do you, do you really think he's trolling, like, video gamers? Because... From what I know, the whole Metal Gear series is all about, like, Kojima's, Kojima's, like, making fun of, like, the video game industry. Well, Metal Gear Solid 4 is my favorite game of all time. Metal Gear Solid franchise is my favorite of all time, period. The only thing I don't like, I don't think he's he's trolling people like how they say and stuff like that, but my internal instinct is, like, for you guys is Metal Gear Solid 5 is going to take a long time yeah. I don't think it's going to come out in 2014 I think it's going to come out in 2015 holiday That's I, I can pretty much make my prediction right now I can make a bet right now that it will come out in 2015 me and you you want to make a bet? I am making a bet let's make a bet I am making a bet we'll make a bet of tortas so <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, but no, no, no. this well, new game you said is only come it's only forty bucks. 
no, no, no. Well, that's for PlayStation 4 retail. And PlayStation 4 uh, digital is going to be $30. So, hence, PlayStation 3 digital is going to be $20. And PlayStation 3 retail is going to be $30. Which, to me, I so, think is just bullshit. So, PlayStation 3's digital is 20 yep. PlayStation 3's physical is 30 Yep. PlayStation 4's digital is 30 Yep. And then PlayStation 4's purchase, like, physical copy is 40 Now, now, do your 50 How bullshit is that? That is interesting. That's me. I mean, I can That's understand. That's trolling. No, I can understand that you're paying, you're paying the premium for the, you're paying the premium for the, uh, the better version, the better graphics. They spent more time on that version or something like that. I don't know. Like I don't know how how it gets down, but I can understand paying ten bucks more for the PlayStation Three versions. But the thing that I'm that I'm starting to wonder though is like this thing seems much more like an old fashioned expansion pack. Exactly. PC. Oh, it's a, like basically it's Kojima's way of saying, "Hey guys, we spent a fuckload of money developing Metal Gear Solid Four. Our company." Still wants to squeeze a little bit of money out of this engine that we build because I'm sure that they build an engine from the ground up because most like Japanese companies do that. But um, oh, <laughs> hold on, go ahead. Yeah. Huh? Well, what I think is. Um I don't think it's like, oh, they spend this amount of money. But I think he's just, he's being a dick. And I don't even think that he is uh, being pursued by anything or like him being as a game developer. I just think it's Kojami, man. Kojami. Konami. Konami, I'm sorry. Kojami. (laughs) I I get, dude, to me, when I I reference uh, Konami, I reference Kojima. Yeah. You know, so that was the hey, right there. You guys, you guys heard it first. Good job, me. <laughs> Imagine that shit. That new No, but like that to me is like uh, Konami being fucking dicks and saying like, hey, you know what? Push it forward. Give it. Give him a little taste, yeah. and that's it. Like just fish him out. Yeah. But to me, it's like it's complete bullshit, though. You know. Yeah. And and all right, um, like like no, like uh, to me is what I think is. I mean, I'm not. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it wrong because to me, I am the biggest fucking Metal Gear Solid fan ever. I love the franchise. I just that's my favorite franchise of all time. Uh, my number one game is Metal Gear Solid Four. And the thing I, I, the thing I could go ahead and be like, hey, you know what, Kojima, it's okay, you know, I love you, little guy. And give I think it comes down to like expectations again, just like with the Nintendo thing. I think all of the hardcore Metal Gear fans are out there just like flipping out and getting like fucking like all foam like, at the mouth, yeah, foam at the mouth <laughs> on the fucking internet, and they're saying because what they expect. Is they expect a whole new game? No, 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 no. You and got like, that wrong. You got that wrong. No, and you it got that sounds wrong. to uh-huh. me that they've priced this game 
Paul and, got it wrong. An expensive DLC package. No, you got it wrong. We don't, we don't expect any of that. We don't expect fucking two hours. Well, I expected but at you're least... you're also getting two hours for 20 bucks. Or 30 bucks. Well, that's... The, no, the way... Like, I mean... Like I hate to, I hate to like put it down. Like, are oh, you gonna be one of those assholes? Really? No, I hate to put it down. No like way. But, like, it sucks when we equate a game's value to its. No, price. because to me, if we do this as gamers, what doesn't what doesn't it say that hey, the next Assassin's Creed or the next Halo is gonna be like? Hey, you know what, you guys, we're gonna give you a prologue to this fucking game. But we're only going to charge you like 20 hold bucks. Hold up, hold up. Let, for me, let, me ask, let me ask you this. You and your girlfriend go to a movie. How much fucking money do you spend? Agreed. Two people Agreed. at one movie. I've seen that. Hey, Two hey, people you know at what? one movie. What is it? 12 get, bucks a piece? And Friday yeah. night, you're going to the movie. 12 bucks a piece. I get you. You're totally. up to 24 totally? bucks right there. Yeah. Now, she wants want some jujubes. And you always <laughs> got to have fucking... You always got to have fucking popcorn when you go to the movie. And fuck, you both need a soda because your ass fucking only drinks fucking Sprite. And she fucking hates Sprite. So, Sprite is the And then you're, you're up to fucking $50 right now. And that's a two-hour I know what movie. you mean. I know what you mean. Totally. And I you gotta totally sit in a room with a whole bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> because it's like one of those weekends, but still, like, you don't understand. Like, to me, like, if you give this, the industry that kind of a push, I feel like they will, they will take advantage of it. Which I, think, I, I think, don't want I think them what, to, what you should do as a fan of Metal Gear... Don't give me you, you should You should say, hey, man... I got no problem spending ten bucks an hour of whatever Kojima has got to tell me about this whole story. No, because if you don't spend that extra twenty dollars, next time he ain't making that game. No, I don't give a fuck whether he makes it or not. Because Metal Gear Solid to me was the definitive. That was it. That's where I wanted them to end it. Okay. They making Metal Gear Solid Five. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not the only person, but a lot of people got disappointed when they heard about Metal Gear Solid Five. As fans because, that I know, that's because Metal Gear fans get pissed off at everything. <laughs> Metal Gear fans are the fucking fanboys <laughs> of the fucking like millennium, dude. This is the fucking best franchise ever, man. And then they go and shit on it every time, <laughs> like before the game comes out and after the game comes out. But while it's out and while they're sitting there <laughs> playing it, they got no problem with it. With that six, eight hours that they're sitting in front of the TV, it never occurs to them to stop fucking no, no. playing See, it. My thing is like, hey, don't they like wrong. to bitch hey. about it before and they like to bitch about it after? Well, don't get me wrong. Don't get me Fuck wrong. Fuck those six hey. hours. Well, don't get me wrong. Like, hey, you know what? I might bitch about like this um, kind of like uh, money thing. I'm, I was gonna pay for it regardless. I'm gonna get exactly. What? No, 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 no. That's the thing, thing, though. It's like, because why? I work hard. I get my money. I'm going to get it. But I kind of feel like I don't want to give him that because if I do give him that incentive, I feel that other fucking companies are going to do this. That's the only reason where it like is like, oh fuck! Imagine them taking out a two-hour demo for Assassin's Creed. that's, That's the power of the consumer. If you're you, right. You're totally if right. You, yep. If you believe in Kojima and you believe in his storytelling and you, I don't think this was Kojima's thing at all. It was Konami's. Complete, completely, man. 
It wasn't. It wasn't Kojima shit. No, if it, if if it was it's corporate, no, come on, let's no. be real. Uh, it's corporate. It it, it might have been corporate because I can tell you right now when uh, Metal Gear Solid Five Phantom Pain comes out, it's gonna come bundled with Ground Zeroes at sixty dollars, plain and simple. Yeah. All it's right. Well, um, yeah, this will be the end of our Metal Gear talk. Let's uh, have a little break. All right, welcome back to the R Games podcast. Uh, I'm Paul Smith. Uh, my name is Rodrigo Carballo, and coming back at rgames.com. One more review, games.com, baby. That's it. Just remember that that game's going to be big. Well, not the game, but the website. But come on, you guys know. Yeah. The game that we're involved in. Oh, exactly. Yeah. The game we like. Yeah. R Games. <laughs> We're gonna have a little soundtrack. No, <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, um, yeah, you sent me uh, earlier this week that you wanted to talk about some new Sony headphones that are coming out. So yes, the uh, the Sony 1.6 PlayStation 4 update was on. I'm pretty sure it was 1.6. Um, that means everybody is eligible to. The, well, not everybody. I'm sorry about this, uh, but. Whoever owns a, an elite or a pulse, uh, a pulse, and a pulse elite um, headset, you guys, that was the um, the update for you guys to go ahead and like, you know, you guys can use it. I am actually an owner of the pulse elite, which I think, bar none, is the best headset you can get on the market for like a really awesome price. I think it's like. I think like not even a hundred dollars. I think it's like eighty dollars. And the Pulse Elite is just—they're just fantastic. They don't have a—they don't have a microphone. The microphone—I mean, I'm sorry—the microphone is built into the ear uh, headset, and it's like pretty much if you have that bass boots. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like you have. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the picture of the headphones right now. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, they the, look like you nice know headphones. the rumble. What's it called? The um, you know on the controller when it has the rumble. Um, there's a specific word for it. Um, I don't know. Well, it has a rumble on, like, your head. Like, you know, the bass. Yeah. Um, when it goes, like, something, just like anything in the video game, you know, when yeah. you have, like, a dual shock controller yeah. or whatever. Nintendo Nintendo invented this, by the way, by calling it the... Uh, Jeez. Like, I want to go nostalgic with The rumble guys. pack. The rumble pack. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yep. Exactly, and it was the Rumble Pack, and then of course you know, like I'm not gonna, uh, I'll admit everybody copied that because mm-hmm. the Rumble Pack was awesome. Yeah, and but it pretty much the Pulse Elite has a Rumble Pack in your ears when you turn up the bass, uh-huh. and it's amazing, and okay. it's just totally freaking amazing. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at the headset right now. They look, they look pretty nice, at least the ones that they. And have. they're having one coming out for PlayStation Four. It's called the gold uh, PlayStation 4 headset. I mean, they look pretty cool. I like, I like the yeah, design. Yeah, that's the one I'm it. looking at right that, now. That's the one that you're looking at? Yeah. And I, I really like it's the design. It's kind of like the blue on the inside. Yeah, the blue on the yeah, inside. It's just really nice. all around. And a lot of people get the misconception that, oh, well, there's just headset. Where's the microphone? Well, the microphone's built in. And that's the way you want it. Why do you want something sticking out by your mouth? You know, it's just technology. That's all it is about. But 
To me, my preference is the Pulse Elite. It's actually a great device, and it's just... It's got a 7.1 surround sound, and it's just ultimately all the way around. It's amazing. You're going to hear everything. They actually have an app on PlayStation 3 and soon to come on PlayStation 4. It's an app for an individual game, but it's only for uh, PlayStation exclusives. Mm -hmm. Like They have a Last of Us app. They have an Infamous app. They have a Gran Turismo, uh, Gran Turismo app, but it like uh, configures to your headset for that specific game. And actually, I gotta give Sony a lot of props to that because that's actually pretty fucking cool yeah. and amazing. Yeah, that sounds pretty sweet. Oh yeah. Uh, another Sony product that's been in the news this last week has been uh, Last of Us, which uh, I think pretty much won every award at Dice. I don't know. They might have won Mobile Game of the Year, too. Just for the hell of it. Well, I mean, if you think about it, if you have, like, NVIDIA's new, uh, like, play shit on your mobile device, I forget what they call that thing. Yeah, you can you can probably definitely hook it up, hook it up to uh, your TV. Or, actually, you can play it on your Play, or PlayStation Vita right there. You know what? Mobile you device. Have, mobile you device. You can play The Last of Us on iPhone. There you go. So <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> but yeah, so uh Did you people don't get that one. So yeah, Last of Us is uh all, basically the best game ever made in the universe. And uh I hate to say that uh I started the game and I got about maybe thirty there minutes into it. There you go. Yeah, it's just a hiccup. I need to try it again. But um uh, my uh, compatriot here, Rodrigo, has been getting back into getting back into it this week. I'm getting game. back to the best game of the generation. It's just absolutely amazing to the T. This is the game that we are all about. Like I think about story narrative, storytelling, gameplay. A lot of people have a lot of problem with the gameplay. Uh, or the still saying that oh well it might be too easy well I want to see you guys play that in survival because in survival you don't get the abilities that you get during the normal play like with Joel's sighting vision or no I'm sorry but the the hearing vision you guys don't get that at all uh, when it comes to the survival mode uh, you're getting a different game plain and simple that's just a terrifying game you're gonna be screaming at you uh, it, Honestly, to tell you guys the truth, um, I was playing the game on survival mode right before uh, right before Paul walked into my house, and uh, he heard me screaming of anger yeah. and actually frustration because I'm trying to plan in this game, you know, and that's what I really want to do. I want to plan him, and this son of a bitch, I know you could hear me. Yeah, I bet you he was probably packing. He was like, "What the." fuck is going on in yeah. here and this is one this is just the game the game if, let me ask you a question real quick do you do you normally play uh, games on hard difficulties nope I don't that was actually a good question because I really don't okay uh, the only other games that I play on hard difficulties are some of my best franchises that's none of your solid or uh, I never even tried playing Uncharted on uh, like really hard difficulty. Mm-hmm. The only other one that I can think of is 
Prince of Persia for some reason, but I didn't even really like that game. I just <laughs> thought it was just so fucking easy. That Which one? The one for 360? The original Prince of Persia on 360? No, it was uh, uh, Prince of Persia. Like the GameCube? Me. No, not the GameCube one. Um, the Lost. No, it wasn't The Lost in Sands. God, there's like four of them. Because there was Lost in the Sands, Warrior, Warrior Within, Within, and then whatever the. The, the, well, the third one. But there was a trilogy yeah, on none of them, last year. None of them. I just felt like they were easy. They were like, okay, I got to go point A to point oh, B. Oh, yeah. And pretty, practically, The Last of Us is point A to point B. Yeah. It really is. You know, I'm not going to go ahead and say that this is the best video game of all time because it's point A to point B, but it's just the experience. And what you get out of the game is... But it's got to be awesome. it's got to be the gameplay in this game that's making you play it over again, play it at a harder difficulty level to make you continue playing it like this. I mean, like, if you're playing a game that, like, I don't know, something that you don't oh. like the... The uh, the combat in you're not going to play it on a harder difficulty then, so you're saying that this game is special that you're playing it on this harder difficulty. Well, level. see, that's the thing though, that, like the the candy about it, the cherry on top about this game is that when you play normally, you yeah. have that uh, that special ability that Joel has, yeah. and this is not a spoiler to you guys, but you have this special ability that you know you're able to hear like. Your surroundings. It's kind of like a superpower or whatever. Well, in survival mode, you don't have none of that. Mm -hmm. So that makes it extremely intense. Yeah. Like, you don't have that. And, excuse me. But one thing that I've noticed about The Last of Us is that you don't, all the enemies don't come at the same time or they don't come from what you thought if you put it in survival mode they don't come like for where you initially thought they would they mix they, they mix, mix it up. up yeah they, they mix uh, it up so you it's have like to, random it's completely random enemy place submersive and it's just fucking intense like I'm talking about like oh my god you heard me right before you knock yeah. on the door I even told you like, I didn't even, hey, just for you guys to hear, I didn't even open fucking my door for Paul until it was yeah, like, I had to wait, I had to wait like, outside. You had to wait outside. Freezing Omaha. After like, what, 10, 15 yeah, years? this motherfucker uh, finally <laughs> comes after he's been screaming at his house. Because <laughs> can't even fucking win the game. Well, let's just say, that's when you know you're playing a masterpiece yeah. game. Yeah, Plain true. and simple. Um, well, I assume that you're playing Last of Us in... Oh, when, when did you start it over? I'm guessing you're playing it in t- an anticipation for the new oh, DLC the that's coming yeah. up. Yeah, the downloadable content comes out on February 14th. It's called Left Behind. It's, yeah, it has a continuation. Well, it's actually a prequel for Ellie and one of our friends. I'm not trying to spoil anything, you guys, but my good friend right here, Paul, he hasn't played the game. Or else it'll, I could have a podcast completely of spoiler. Oh well, yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to spoil too much of anything for some you know, people. It's I mean, just oh my it's god, it's still kind of a you newer really, game. You have to play. It. That's just it. Oh yeah, like yeah. I understand. You know what? You want to go and drive on your truck simulation. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I played that somewhere this year. <laughs> yeah, I did. But no, man. Like this is the game. I don't see any other game. Like, I mean, this is the game to beat. That, I don't, it's not like I don't see any other game. 
But this is the game to beat. And I'm yeah. not talking about this year. I'm talking about next year or the year after. The only, I mean, I guess it's just the, this is this is the new ocarina of time. Pretty much, yep. Uh, I guess you, that yeah. right there says it the best. Yeah. But then again, it's, like, it's just different genres, man. It's so hard to depict in games. Like, what do you like? What don't you like? What do you think it's best? It's just so different. Well, I think, I think like, when we're talking about the best games ever list, was, was I don't think, I think it's going to vary from person to person, but um, I think when we're looking at, like, Metacritic and that kind of thing, like, you're going to find mainly, like, story-based games towards the top. I mean, everybody. I knows, so. Every Look well, at Mario Galaxy. That I mean, once again, it's like a, an action game. It's got a little bit of a story in it. I think. I think you're going to find games that have characters in them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're not going to find too many puzzle games, even though like Tetris is probably a game that many people would say is a fucking awesome game, One and the they put they put tons and tons of time in. But you probably aren't going to see it at the top of Metacritic or anything like that. Um, you know, all the Forza racing games and Gran Turismo's, like, they're fucking great games and, like, they're highly rated games, but, like, when people are making those kind of top ten lists, you're not going to find those kind of niche games, those yeah, those right. genre games. Yeah. You're going to find story-based games at the top like that. So. But then again, you're going to find games based on their opinion. Yeah. Like, well, what they truly like or not. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so this la- this Last of Us DLC is. Uh, it, it, have you heard anything about it? Is it supposed to be pretty long? Well, uh, from uh, what how I much know does it cost? It is supposed to be about Ellie and about her new uh, companion Riley, and this is a prequel. So it means this is all before the Last of Us, you guys. Like, it's just like how did that? Not to me. I'm really curious about this because how. Like, after you know Ellie in The Last of Us, and, like, you know, wait a second, you know, in The Last of Us, she killed one of her, spoiler alert, sorry you guys, but, uh, spoiler, but that was the first time she really got into combat was with Joel, and, uh, I don't understand it, how really they're gonna mix that up back into a prequel where she has no defenses. Yeah. So is it just like hide and seek? Like, are you gonna just sneak around? And I'm not like, sure what you you really just spoiled. You just said she killed, and then I'm not sure who she killed. No, no, no. no. Well, uh, I mean, this this shouldn't be a spoiler. Yeah. Uh, well, in the Last of Us, you know, she she finally like learns the truth about like, hey, humanity is this piece of shit. Yeah, I gotta do what I gotta do, but. Before that, it's because you see her emotion happen in The Last of Us. Yeah. So in the prequel, it's kind of like, wait a second, like, if she's never experienced this, like, how the fuck are you going to make a game out of it? Yeah. Or a downloadable content? So to me, what I think that there's just going to go, like, the whole, like, hide and seek. Okay. Which I think it's going to be awesome. I don't know. I will give you guys a full review next week. I don't know if it's going to be on Saturday on February 15th, but I can pretty much... Do you know how long it's supposed to be? It's supposed to be like four hours. Which okay. I'm, how, how much is it supposed to cost? Fifteen dollars 20 Yeah. It's going to be $20, 20. for the DLC. Yeah. And that's totally worth it. 20 Yeah. 
Because it's going to be like four. Do we pounds. need to even like start talking about this whole Metal Gear Grunts? Really? Do <laughs> we really need to no, talk really. about that again? No, because motherfucker, this is not our fucking cutscenes. Oh, alright, alright, alright. Well, let's just move on. I have. I, I, I totally know. I totally know. I, I get it. So, I get it. I get it. Alright, man. Well, uh, all right, no, hold on, hold on. I got another question, though. I got another question about The Last of Us. Oh, fuck you, though. <laughs> I got it. Um, so, The Last of Us' DLC is called uh, Left Behind. And uh, Left Behind is the name of a very popular, uh, I don't know. Esthetology, esthetological. You gotta talk about that Christian Christian book. book, Yeah, get the fuck out of here. And I'm wondering, maybe you know this. Maybe other people have talked about it. Does it? Is there any correlation there? I don't know. There's not. Are you sure? The fucking video game. Yeah, but I don't know. That's a very like people. People think think about that that stuff. Like if if I say left behind. And you automatically know what I'm about to say. That means that a lot of other people are also thinking that, maybe. That's true. And so, the guys at Naughty Dog are smart guys. And I'm wondering what... Best developers ever. Yeah, Naughty Dog! Yeah, these guys are smart guys. I, I give them all the props in the world. I think all their games are very smart. I think they tell smart stories. I think they're one of the few game companies that has... Smart female characters that aren't sexualized and like do yeah like I think they're a very smart company and I'm wondering this left behind is gonna tell us something in the end and I'm no, I'm I, really I, I, I'm really wondering what I like if you want like. Well, well, I've never, I've never played the game. Like, I don't know if there's any kind of like religious group in the game or anything no, like not. that. I can tell you. There's, that. there's just like the fireflies, the, the kind of. I uh, see. This sucks because I can't tell you about it because. Okay. Okay. So, I, I, well, the, I, at least I know that though. Like, I mean, did you ever play any of the Dead Space games? Oh yeah, I played Dead Space. See, they had the terrifying. Yeah, they had the creepiest like uh, fucking religion in that game. I forget the name of the religion. Can I have a note right here? Yeah. Uh, By the way, you guys, uh, when I ever first play uh, uh, Dead Space One, I'm not gonna lie. I had uh, uh, at that time my best friend. um, I didn't play it by myself. Uh, (laughs) I had always had my friend. Like I was like going through the through the story, and I was like, "Hey, you know what? I was I always called my best friend. I was like, hey, you know what? Can you come on? What's up, man? Let's play this shit and this and that.' Um, I never played it truly by myself. I think I only played it by myself like a couple of hours, and it was terrifying because I had a badass fucking surround sound. It terrified me, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Oh my god, I need somebody here." Yeah. I just got out last. It came out on PlayStation Four. It's um, on free on PlayStation Plus, and I think it's gonna terrify me as well. I even talked to Paul what, about what that, and yeah. What what game? Uh, it was Dead Space. Dude. No, but I'm on PlayStation about, Four. Oh no no, uh, Dead Space on PlayStation Two. It terrified me. I was fucking terrified. Dead Dead Space was on PlayStation Three. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, the PlayStation Three. But yeah, and you played that one. You say you played that one. I played the first Dead Space like probably halfway through. I never even beat well, it. Well, I beat the whole thing like that, dude. I needed somebody that would. Yeah. I played a little bit. There was like a couple of hour or two. It was all just like monster closets. I thought like dudes just man, jumping dude, out of shit. Well, have a surround sound. Have a really good surround sound. I swear. Yeah, because uh, I've heard. I've always heard that that game has like great sound. Oh, design. yep, and that's why it won. Now, honestly, like if it was anything else, it, it will win. But there's an alien game. I don't know. I don't know if I can uh, recollect. It's called. It's not called Alien Resurrection, but it's a supposed to be, it's supposedly a game that's called it's an alien based game, but it's not going to be Aliens. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh my God! Don't even, don't even say that. See, I watched I watched a video of them playing that on Giant Bomb. Yeah. Now I didn't play Sorry, it. Yeah, it's a video game. And they were playing the PC version. Now, there were some, like, bugs and stupid stuff like that, but it didn't seem as offensive as a lot of, once again, the... It was a horrible game, though. Did you play it? Yeah. It was horrible, dude. It felt like fucking... You you played it on what? PlayStation 3? Yeah. See, I watched the the PC version. It felt like a PlayStation 2 game. Yeah, but, like... I don't know, just like, it looked like it was just like a dumb like action a game. No, yeah, I know what you mean, but it felt like a joke. Yeah. Where I was like, are you guys serious? Yeah. Like, are you fucking serious? I just I just didn't think it was a, as offensive as most of the community got about it, I think. Dude, hey, can we talk, actually, like, now that you bring that point, no, not that one point. But, but I, I never played it. You played it, so, I mean... Well, I, I'm just so. saying. I'm just saying what I thought of the quick look of the PC game. The quick look looks amazing. That's why a lot of people got drawn into it. I even got drawn to it. That yeah. Like I was like, oh shit, we're finally gonna get a real aliens game. Yeah. And honestly, to me, that's terrifying. And I mean, they talk shit about the game during like, the quick look shit. too. Like, I mean, and they found a lot of bugs and stuff like that, but. I don't know. It just didn't seem as offensive. Like the new Alien game that they're coming out with on PlayStation Four, PC, and Xbox One. Well, you don't have no weapons. Yeah. You're pretty much uh, what's her name, uh, Ripley. Yeah. You're pretty much her in a way, but you're not her. But Are the same people making it? No, hell no. Who's making it now? Oh. What was it developers? I, I can't think of it, but it's not done. It was not. It doesn't have to do anything with Sega. So the last hey, developer, Sega, keep the fuck out. No, Sega was the publisher. The developer of the game was the people oh. behind uh, Borderlands, Gearbox. But right. yeah, then there was right. then yeah. there was all that news about Gearbox farming the workouts. But look at it this company. way: like Borderlands is an amazing game. Yeah, but you just said that uh, that, uh, co- that Colonial Marines was a terrible game. Yeah, but then again, it's like Borderlands was awesome, but yeah. I, yeah. And the original Borderlands was awesome, but a lot of people that loved that first Borderlands, they didn't think the second one was all that great. Well, I'm down with I mean, the second was, one. I never played by my personal opinion. We should play it together, man. I never played Borderlands. Because uh, I, I have it downloaded, too. We should play it together, definitely. Uh, part two? Yeah. 
Fuck yeah, yeah. I got a, I got a mic too. What do you call it? Like, oh, by the All way, right. looks guys, like next uh, week we're going to be talking about Borderlands. Uh, by the way, you guys, uh, today I went ahead and renew my PlayStation Plus. I, it was like PlayStation Plus is the best thing, <laughs> best thing to ever happen to video games. But it's also the worst thing to ever happen in video games because I have a fucking hard drive full of games and I've barely touched hardly any of them because they give away so many games that it's ridiculous. It is. But it's awesome, man. I mean, PlayStation Plus made me totally rethink rethink, uh, my gold membership. Just for the record, you guys, like, I never believed about PlayStation Plus. Or anything like that. But I never believed about PlayStation Plus, and I was just like always curious about it. And like this motherfucker, like Paul, he kept telling me, you know, when he was living in Japan, he was yeah. like, oh man, you gotta get PlayStation Plus. Blah, 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 blah. And you know what? I was kind of a blind fool because I was like, "Oh yeah." I think right when you guys came over, you remember that? Yeah, remember it was. It was, was like Are you it was when like PlayStation Plus is that good. It was you when uh, I, I, I'll admit I was ignorant about it. It was when uh, Street Fighter Four uh, uh, Super Edition came out, and, and we were playing that in Japan. Me. I was like, "I, I got this." I completely free. remember you telling me, "It's like, dude, you gotta get PlayStation Plus, man. Yeah. It's like you gotta do this." I'll admit to you guys, more, like I fifty guess, bucks, like man. I guess thirty, forty percent of it. I did get it because of Paul's influence on me. Fucking because, Xbox Live yeah. is sixty bucks, and you, for the longest time you didn't get shit yeah. for that. And even now, they give away the, I'm just the worst though, games dude, ever. Dude, seriously, because of you, or old games. No, at least. I will admit, Paul, because if you telling me like, oh no, PlayStation is the shit, and this and that, it's like. I decided to finally get it. It's because I'm a fucking genius. I never look back. I'm a salesman. I can sell. PlayStation <laughs> Plus is the there ain't nothing to sell. Number one yeah. in your I mean, goddamn. You don't need to tell any tell anybody. As PlayStation soon as you, as Plus as you get sells it. itself. Yeah. Like okay, let me get this straight. And uh, you got a Vita. Yeah. Which oh, means you get all the Vita yeah. games for all free, right. too. Get PlayStation Plus, and I'll bet you any money you're going to get your money's worth within two weeks. Actually, after you download two games, you get your money's worth right there. It's amazing. It's, it's the most amazing program. Well, what I think that I, I feel like I'm going to be sad about is that PlayStation Plus is so big that eventually they are going to like charge it up $10, which I really don't care. And they charge it yeah. up to sixty dollars a year. Hey, that's fine with me, man. I think it's you just. Gonna, I think it's just going to evolve. I think you deserve it. I think. I think the PlayStation Now thing that they're talking about now is probably going to incorporate. That's going to be twenty dollars a month. I guarantee you that. I can make a bet right now. What PlayStation Now? PlayStation Now is going to be twenty dollars a month. Uh, I think. I think it's all going to start getting integrated, and mm-hmm. I think. I think your PlayStation Plus account is just going to cost you maybe like a hundred bucks a year, and it's going to be. That's pl- a good. Yeah. No. You know what and and what it's going to be is like a hundred bucks a year, and you're going to play everything that comes out on PlayStation. It's going to be a service. It's Netflix. I don't know. Because they're already saying it's linking all the yeah, devices. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. You're saying fifty, but like. I'm and they bought it, dude. A hundred is. I don't know. Like a lot of people don't want to implement that. How much is Netflix? Netflix is fifteen bucks a month. No, it's not. You're fucking totally wrong. Okay, it's ten bucks a month. Whatever. It's not even. How much is it then? 
Okay, eight bucks a month. That's no, still more than a hundred bucks a year. And, 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 uh, no, I can see that. Like, I can see, like, if you're not a PlayStation Plus subscriber, like, but if you are a Plus uh, PlayStation Plus subscriber, I can see, like, okay, mixing them together. I totally see that, Paul. The thing is, is that they bought out. A Whatever. If it's a hundred dollars a month, I'll yeah. fucking pay. I'm yeah, exactly. I'm like, but the thing is, is that they bought out a company called Gaikai. And Gaikai was basically what online the was. cloud. Yeah, the everything world. on the cloud. And that's exactly what PlayStation Now is, is that they're setting up that cloud. That's why PlayStation has, like, such, like, future vision right now. Like PlayStation's they're, making amazing moves, man. They're, yeah, they're making... They're making moves making, that is just going to destroy the they're uh, pimp moves, game man. industry. It's like, this is going to shit on Microsoft. They're going to shit on Nintendo. I hate to say it, but... Okay, well, uh, I just want to talk about Hearthstone real quick before we uh, finish up. Huh? I think we're kind of biased towards <laughs> Like, dude, we we are. No, I'm not biased. I, I like I like Xbox. I I just think I'm a realist. I think I realistically have understood that totally right. that yeah. the fifty dollars I pay for PlayStation Plus is a much better value well, I'm not than the sixty dollars that I was paying for. Paul, but I was just talking about like us as video gamers. Um, we've only really been talking about PlayStation. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't hate Xbox or anything like that. But dude, let's let's be honest with ourselves. You know, PlayStation is. He's, he's coming out with the big guns. That's it. That's just it. When the Xbox One or Xbox, which I am gonna own probably in the next week, when they come out with the big guns, Gears of War, Gears of War, uh, Gears of War to me is the biggest franchise to me online. Like I, I am in love with Gears of War online, plain and simple. That to me is just my ultimatum. I never play video games online. The only game that I play online is Gears of War. But I there there's nothing there. There's nothing there for Microsoft right now. Yeah. You know, and you gotta give it you gotta give it where it's taken. Yeah. What do you think about that? About what? No, about like the whole PlayStation Xbox War. The fanboy war. <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's a dumb argument that like a lot of people have. Especially like I don't I don't think there I don't think there is an argument. I mean, like you think it's too new? Yeah, it's too new, and like there's I mean, it's stupid to even think about it because well, it's not it's not like either one of the companies are going to fail. Like the only time we can say anything like that is at the end of the whole generation when everything stops selling. We can look back and we can say, "Oh, that one was a little bit better." That was like, "Are you talking about Wii U right there?" No, (laughs) I just like. I think the fanboy argument is just a dumb argument, and I think like people that pay attention to the fanboy argument, like, like it's it's uh, it's I forget the word for it, but like. 
your dreams come true, basically. You know, whatever you say, whatever you think about the fanboy argument, you're going to believe that as much as you want. You know, know, the the Dreamcast faithful, they thought that the Dreamcast was going to be the greatest machine in the world and it was never going to get fucking beat by PlayStation 2. And they still trumpeted it up until the day that Sega came and said, we're done with this. Did you ever play C-Man? Yes, I did. I played, I played Seaman Even though it was ridiculous It was fucking awesome Yeah, they were an innovative company But the problem is Is that innovation Doesn't always mean success That's true yeah. Yeah. So I totally get you on that Alright, well yeah Like I said uh, I want to hop over to Talking about Hearthstone real quick um, Hearthstone is Have you ever played have you, have you ever played Magic the Gathering? No way No do you, yeah, do you know anything about RPG it? Games, man. Come do, on. do you know anything about it? Did you yeah. ever remember seeing the nerds at high school playing that up in the <laughs> corner or anything? Trying to think, man, but no. Sammy used to play it. Me and Sammy used to play it. Shit, well, you guys are a fucking nerd. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm a nerd too, but, but I don't know. It's like, an adventure nerd. Yeah, I, I, I always liked Magic the Gathering. And uh, when I was a kid... Uh, I had a uh, Pokemon trading card game on my totally uh, awesome on my yeah. on my uh, Game Boy. Did you play? Did you play the the physical one or the Game Boy one? No, I didn't even play neither. But like, I was just liked all that shit. Man. Oh like, man! Did you, yeah, did you like Yu Gi Oh? See, that's the exact same thing as Magic. <laughs> Except, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! is, like, ten times harder, because Yu-Gi-Oh! always got, like, 50,000 rules. Well, I wasn't, like, dude, I was just into Yu-Gi-Oh! because of the cartoon, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so you, you you know exactly the kind of card game I'm talking about. Oh, I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah, well, Hearthstone is basically the same as that, but Hearthstone has the World of Warcraft, like, characters and shit like that in it, yeah. And so, right now, it's only in beta. And so, like, I got into the beta, finally, because it's in open beta now. Even you can get it in the beta. But my nephew was playing it for fucking, like, four months before I got into it. And he and I signed up for the beta the same exact day. I guarantee the only, only, only reason he got into it was because he was, a, he was a World of Warcraft player. And I never played World of Warcraft. I still don't know how I can get into that game. But this Hearthstone game is, is huge. This Hearthstone game is huge. There's tons of people on Twitch playing it. And uh, there's a lot of strategies that people are going around. Well, as someone who played Magic and still plays Magic, I love Magic, dude. Every time, like yearly, a Magic game will come out on Xbox or PlayStation. And it's like 15 bucks. I buy it every year, man. I love those games. Those are the greatest games. And, like, playing online with people is so much fun. But this Hearthstone game, like, it's got the same thing. It's got the same thing where you collect cards. Everybody starts with, like, a certain number of cards. The more you play, you get a few more cards. But everybody's deck is pretty equal for the most part. It just depends on what cards you get. You know, in any game of cards, yeah. it all comes down to chance, right? Yeah. It all comes down to the cards that you get. And so anybody can win with any deck, but it just comes down to the mechanics after that. And oh, like, well, you split, it's like, oh, yeah. oh. And the thing that I think really hurts Hearthstone for me is that the mana 
that you spend. Mm-hmm. So, like in Magic, you spend like lands. You put lands down, and then this creature costs two lands. Okay, I got two lands. I can put him down. Well, in Hearthstone, each character is just given one gem at the beginning of their turn. And so, you, first turn, you get one gem. And if you have a card that uses one gem, you can use it. And then that gem goes away. And then the next turn starts, and you get two gems. And then you can play either two one-gem cards, or you can play one two-gem card. And so on and so forth. I like it better where I have my own lands in my hand, and I put them down every turn. Because I think that adds a little bit more strategy into the game. And also, the lands have different, different, uh, what do you call it? Different values for the different types of cards. And those types of cards, like, you can add different ones into the same deck. The thing with Hearthstone is, is that you're using one deck's main cards. So what, you, uh, what is this platform in? Uh, PC. PC? Okay. You guys heard that? So, I don't know. I just like that. I think in, in, uh, in Hearthstone, there's just not as much uh, control by the player. And I just, I haven't really been enjoying that. I've played the game for probably about 10 or 12 hours so far. So just a little, just not that much time compared to like some of the greatest players. So maybe I just need to put more time into it, and it'll come to me. Well, definitely, you gotta get your feet. Let's yeah. play the simple. So. Playing a different game, different genre, everything like that. It's just you have to get your feet wet. Like right now, like what I'm trying to do with uh, PlayStation Plus, I'm trying to download Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. I know you, most of you guys have. You guys hear this. You guys are going to be like, what the fuck? You guys haven't played that, but I haven't, you know? All of us, uh, when we're trying to like play video games, and when you're a bad, uh, avid gamer, you're not going to play this game and this game just because it's popular. Yeah. You know, you're just going to want to like, hey, you know what? I heard really good things about this game. Just like Paul and like myself, we can hear from each other. It's like, this game is really good. Hey, you know what? Well, I don't really want to try it out. Yeah, yeah. And that game might be your favorite game of all time because it's nothing but opinion. And at the end of the day, it comes to a one-word review. And that's what it does. Yeah, so, yeah. You know? And if, like, this game is crappy, this game is crappy. Well, it's that's a word, and that's the word that's going to define the game. Yeah. If this game is a masterpiece, it's kind of, you know, this game is going to be defined a masterpiece. That's yeah. it. One more review where it's like, hey, how unique do you want it? How don't you need you? You really want a scale of one to ten? No, yeah. I don't think so. I just want that person that reviewed the game to tell me a fucking word about it, whether I want to like play it or not. If they say, uh, it's neutral, well, you know what? If you say it's neutral, you know what? I'm pretty much gonna play that game. Okay. You know, it's like, well. You might think it's neutral, but to me, it might be... It's just a difference of opinion. Yeah. That's really what it is. Okay, Rodrigo. Well, we got to get uh, finished up. we got a few more, or a couple more minutes before we got to end. But uh, why don't you give me a minute or so of what you're looking forward to this next week, what you're going to be doing, what you're going to be playing. All right. Uh, 
Jeez, man, put me up Well, the game I'm going to be looking forward to the most, like I've already said, is going to be Metal Gear Solid 5, Ground Zeroes, Infamous, Second Son, but I don't, I don't think you guys want to hear that because we're going to be listening to that in the next podcast. Are you going to keep on playing uh, uh, Last of Us? Well, what you say right now, it's like, you, you're trying to say it's like right now, right? Like this this week, up until okay, next week when we do the podcast. Well, uh, I'm going to be playing Last of Us right now. And get down to the downloadable C content. The DLC comes out for The Last of Us on February 14, 2014. And, uh, yeah, good luck having your girlfriend then. Uh, yeah. Well, my girlfriend's going to be spending time with me playing that game, and that's it. You know what? They get shut out. You know, they, they released that game for a reason on that day because they're done, right? Am I right? Yeah, they're done. Alright. But, um,. Any oh, movies you're going to see? Anything like that? Uh, the Lego movie, you guys. Uh, I think you guys should see that. I'm going to see that. It's going to be pretty awesome. You know, uh, other else than that, it's just work and pretty much no play. But it's going to be playing away. And okay. How about you, Paul? What yeah. do you look forward to? Uh, I'm going to try and finish up that Metal Gear Solid. Um, uh, I've also been playing Paper Mario for 64. Uh, really? Yeah, so I need to finish that up. I got like four more bosses on that, and then uh, I got that Luigi's Mansion too. I, I don't know if I'm gonna finish that, but I'm gonna put some more time into that. And uh, Mario, though, man, that's nice. So yeah, but um, yeah, thanks for uh, joining us again for another uh, one word review podcast, uh, Thank you, our guys. games podcast. So uh, for uh, Rodrigo Cabario and Paul Smith, uh, have a good week, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Later.